0: Tonight is study number 20 of Revelation chapter 16. We're going to be reading verse 17. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And I'll stop reading there. Now this is the pouring out of the seventh and last vial, full of the wrath of God. It is Occurring in the Day of Judgment, which is our present time period. And all seven of the vials are picturing God's judgment on the unsaved people of the world, and Satan, and, and all the fallen angels, all of the demons, in the time of the wrath of God, the final judgment of mankind. And um, we, we see here the, the opening... Um, statement of Revelation 16 verse 17 is in the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air so that is the object of God's wrath if we look at the various vials that were poured out the first went back in verse 2 and poured out his vial upon the earth and the second in verse 3 poured out his vial upon the sea The third poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters. The fourth, in verse 8, poured out his vial upon the sun. The fifth poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast. And the sixth angel, in verse 12, poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. And so we see that the earth, the kingdom of Satan... The Euphrates, which represents Babylon, which also typifies the kingdom of Satan of this world, the kingdom of darkness. Again and again, the target, the object of the wrath of God is the entire kingdom of Satan, all who are in darkness and enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ, enemies of the kingdom of God. Well. Now, in in verse 17, we have God pouring out the vial, or the Lord um, who gave the vial to the seventh messenger, and those messengers represent Christ and his people, the body of believers who carry forth the message of the word of God. and And yet this vial is poured out into the air. And we wonder, well, what does... That signify, what does that mean that God had the seventh angel, the last angel pour out the vial full of the wrath of God into the air? Now when we look at the word air in our strongest concordance, we find in the Greek there's two words that are translated as air. The first is a Greek word, uranos, or Horanos, that's Strong's number 3772. And this word is translated as air, but also as heaven or sky. And when it is translated as air, it's normally in the context of the fowls of the air. In every case, it has to do with birds flying in the air or the heaven above, the sky above us. And the second Greek word, which is the word we have here uh, that's used in verse 17 in our verse, is a Greek word that we would pronounce as air. Uh, it is where the English word must come from. It sounds very similar to our word for air. And it is Strong's number 109. And uh, this word is found eight or nine times in the New Testament. And it's used in various ways for instance in uh 1st Corinthians chapter 14 it says in verse 9 so likewise ye except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood how shall it be known what is spoken for ye shall speak into the air and that is if you speak something that that is not understood it's like speaking into the air it's a expression that we still have um uh in use today to some degree and uh, this word air this greek word uh we came across in our study of revelation chapter 9 let's let's go back to revelation 9 and in verse 2 it says there and he opened the bottomless pit and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And um, again, Revelation 9 is a chapter that is describing the day of judgment. The judgment which began on the world on May 21, 2011. And of course, uh, we're familiar with with the darkened sun, as so many verses in the Bible speak of the sun, S-U-N, being darkened immediately after the tribulation. And, and so that helps us to understand Revelation 8 was describing the judgment on the churches or the great tribulation. And now is the transition, the three woes of the final three trumpets will be pointing to the judgment on the world on all the unsaved inhabitants of the earth. And so the smoke out of the pit, the smoke as of a great furnace rises to the earth and darkens the sun and the air. Now why the air? Well, we, we looked at this and uh, when we went through Revelation 9 and we found a very helpful verse concerning this word air in Ephesians chapter 2. And I'll read the first two verses. Ephesians 2, beginning in verse 1. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And here God is making reference to people um, who he has saved. He has quickened them. They were dead in trespasses and sins, so now they're alive. And they're no longer dead spiritually. God has given them a new heart and a new spirit. And, and, And he says that in time past these people who are now born again, but in the time past of their life, they walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. And that would be Satan. He is the prince. And the word prince means ruler or chief. He is the prince of the power of the air. Now, the The word power is 1849 in Strong's Concordance. It's also translated as authority. So Satan is the authority of the air. And that's interesting, but uh, does it help us? Can we understand what that means? Well, we know from Colossians that also tells us some things concerning um, Satan. It says in Colossians chapter 1 in verses 12 and 13, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. So here we have a similar idea. Those that were in darkness are are translated. They're they're uh, taken out of the darkness, and now they're saints in light. They're in the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God. But notice that we were delivered from the power or authority of darkness. And Satan is the prince of the power of the air. So we can see there's some relationship here between the word air and the word darkness, or the idea of darkness. But um, as we go back to Ephesians 2, verse 2, let's just read that verse uh, once again. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now, what what um, the Bible does often, and especially in the Old Testament, so that uh, some theologians have coined a term uh, calling it Hebrew parallelism, is that God will make a statement and then in the first part of a verse, and then he will reword it and basically say the same thing in different words in the second part of the verse. It's a sort of reinforcement of the truth that he is declaring. And and I think we have that here. Actually, I think we can be sure of that. Where it says that we walked, uh, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So that the, the world would be synonymous with the air. And you might think, well, that's a little bit of a stretch or, or we're, um, it, it just doesn't seem that solid. And I would agree with you if that's all the evidence we had. But we have um, more biblical evidence when we look at the the word prince. Now, th- this word prince, and I would encourage you to look it up and check this out. This word prince uh, is translated as ruler or chief and it's sometimes used of the, uh, the Jews. Um, for instance, Nicodemus was a, a ruler of his people. And that's the same word, a prince. Um, and, and other scribes or, or Pharisees, uh, this word could apply to them, to the spiritual leaders of Israel. And it's also used of the Lord Jesus Christ in Revelation one. And in verse 5, it says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. And that's the same word. It is a ruler, and Christ is the ruler over his people, the elect, who there are called the kings of the earth. And and it's also used of Satan that I could see it's used four times specifically he's called a prince and in the New Testament I'm just looking at the New Testament usage of this of this word um, that's translated as Prince and we find in the Gospel of John three other times that Satan is called a prince and I'm going to read each one of those verses beginning with John chapter 12 and verse 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. There Satan is, is uh, of course, the one in view. And he's called the prince of this world. And then in John 14, and in verse 30, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. There's a second time Satan is called the prince of this world. And then uh, the other uh, occasion is in John 16 and verse 11 of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. So of the four times that Satan is, is said to be a prince um, and using this word, uh, that that we have here in Ephesians 2:2, 2, 2. three out of the four, he's the prince of this world. In the fourth instance, Ephesians 2:2, he's called the prince of the power of the air. But again, when we look more closely at the verse, it says that in time past he walked according to the course of this world, cosmos, the same word used in those other um, verses where he was the the prince of the world or the prince of the cosmos uh, according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air and so we can see the synonymous setup of that scripture and and we uh, again we would say well yes god is just using parallelism and uh, he's he's um, using the air as a figure and a representation of the world, and and then when we look at um, how Satan is called the prince of this world three times, well then we know that's exactly what God did. The the reference to the prince of the power of the air really means that Satan is the prince of this world. He, he was given authority to rule over the kingdoms of the earth, dating back to the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. And man fell before Satan, the deceiver, the liar, the the original liar who deceived Eve and Adam into eating the forbidden fruit. And through the right of conquest, because he defeated them, And they obeyed the lie rather than the truth. Mankind became servant to sin and to Satan, the prince of this world, or the prince of the power of the air. Well, since then the air can be a figure of this world that lies in darkness, this world that Satan has control over, then, therefore, when God says the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, it is telling us that God's judgment is upon this world. God's judgment is upon that which Satan rules over. Now, we've already uh, uh, been um, told or, or God has already described Back in verse 10, the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And the seat of the beast is the ruling throne, where, where the prince of this world was um, exercising his dominion, and, and Satan was put down and deposed. Once Judgment Day began, he was removed from all spiritual authority, and now God is also saying that um, not only is the prince of the power of the air judged, the um, throne of the beast, but the air that he was prince over, this world, is also a target, an object of the furious wrath of God as God punishes Sinners for their sin, and mankind for its transgressions, God um, is just uh, completely bringing judgment upon all that are in rebellion against Him. the The whole kingdom, there's not a single bit, not one part of the enemy kingdom that God is missing or that is escaping the judgment of God somehow. The judgment is complete. The judgment is is upon all and upon all that Satan has ruled over. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio or over your phone.